Orphan First Kill is the long-awaited prequel to the 2009 cult favourite, and despite now being in her mid-twenties, Isabel Furman returns to play the lead role of Esther. The original film was a pleasant surprise, so join us today as we discuss if the follow-up reaches the same outrageous heights. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Howdy. <laughs> this is a horror movie podcast, we get together, uh, we talk about a horror movie, we watch this really quite that simple, and on this episode we are looking at the pretty new film, uh, Orphan First mm-hmm. Kill, which is a prequel to Orphan, which came out in 2009, uh, which we just did about a month ago or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Classic review. Yes, yeah. Oh, we got lots of good feedback. People love the Orphan review. So, oh, really? Uh, I think so, yeah. People seem to like it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this is... Th- so I had never seen Orphan when we did it last month, and it was kind of mm-hmm. this this first time for me. Uh, so I'm on the train for this one. Uh, so it's brand new. We're here to talk <laughs> about it. Um, despite the fact that the actress, of course, is now in her 20s and not... A tad older. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know what age she was when they filmed the first movie. I'm assuming she's a little older in that than she was meant to, you know, be portraying. But uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but surprisingly, I don't think she was much older. Like, I think she was maybe 14 playing 12 or something, or like 12 playing 10, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I would expect. Yeah, because I think if you go to if you go any more than that, you, she'll be far too old looking. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> as as witnessed in this film, where then, you know she's supposed yeah, it, to be a little younger, and she's like twenty, I don't know, four or whatever <laughs> age she is now. <laughs> like the funny thing is, is like they do a, a lot of you know like pretty good impressive tricks to you know make like de-age her and make her look like a, a kid. But like the one thing they can't change is her face, like. She very clearly has, like, an adult face. Oh, yeah. Which... I, I, you say the age I would say they make her look short. I don't know if I'd say the de Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like doing, like, Lord of the Rings Hobbit tricks, like, basically. Pretty much, yeah. It's, obviously, there's, like, a body double for the shots from mm-hmm. behind and stuff like that, so they can have or be really small, or, like you say, the... Mm-hmm. the I don't know if, if they're doing the optical tricks to make her look smaller, or if they're just doing something digitally to put her head I... on someone else's body sometimes. Yeah, I, I could be wrong, but uh, I I think I saw like some tweets and stuff about it where people like sharing things, and I and I, I believe like you know there's a a lot of stuff like obviously yeah using a lot of uh, body doubles, especially for like you know behind the you know shots from behind and that kind of thing. Uh, but then I I think there's like just a lot of simple stuff like they would just have the other actors wear like platform shoes and <laughs> you know that kind of thing just to yeah make them look a lot taller. Yeah, stand on a box. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll get into. So this is a really weird case where they wanted to do another orphan movie, but uh, well, we're going to start <laughs> spoiler free for this film as we always do. We'll start spoiler free. We'll give you warning before we get to spoilers. Uh, we will have to obviously talk about the first film a little bit even though it's a prequel mm-hmm. because even the reason why it's a prequel and not a sequel is kind of a spoiler for the first movie so mm-hmm. spoilers for the first orphan and especially the twist in the first orphan because again that's something mm-hmm. that you know get into this movie and you didn't in the first one so mm-hmm. it's going to tackle it differently just inherently so yeah. um so spoilers for the first movie up front but we'll keep spoilers for the second one until we give you the warning so um yeah so obviously esther pretty definitively died at the end 
of mm-hmm. of orphans so it's like well you want to do another orphan movie you kind of have to go further back but that's really awkward because <laughs> like the you know it was, it was a kid effectively you know yeah. obviously mm-hmm. yes the twist was is it was actually a, an older woman who has a, a medical condition who just looks like a child mm-hmm. but was supposed to look like a kid so it would be no, weird I... even if she didn't die and we mm-hmm. just got a sequel it would be mm-hmm. weird that she's not supposed to be aging, really, but she actually is. Yeah. <laughs> so that would be one sure. thing. But we're actually mm-hmm. going further back to... It was maybe before the first <laughs> movie, and we've got the same actor, and she clearly looks much older. But... And, and, I, and, and you know, I mean, usually I'm not, like, a huge fan of prequels, but in the, uh, you know, defense of this, they actually do... Yeah, I, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but they actually do have a pretty good setup for it in the first movie. You know, when they mention like, oh, you know, she's done this before to this, you know, other family or whatever. So it's like, you know, it, it's not like just like some random thing that that comes out of nowhere. It's like, okay, there was set up in the first movie for, you know, some of the stuff that we see here. Yeah, I mean, I'm less concerned about that so much in the sense mm-hmm. that, you know, most prequels will take, you know, Oh, there's plans for the Death Star that could yeah, lead yeah. to a weakness. So we're going to turn a whole movie out of that. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think that can still lead to feeling quite forced. Um, whether oh, for or not sure, yeah. I think a prequel works, and I think most of them don't, is mm-hmm. based on some other elements, which I'll get into when we actually give our opinion on this one in a little second. But uh, the basic mm-hmm. premise of this is you see kind of how Esther got to the US from Russia and that that's like a little prelude section at the start of the film that lasts about 15 20 minutes and then you see kind of how she integrated with this this first victim this first family if you will and it's the story of that i will say that there are actually some interesting swerves which i did not Mm -hmm. see coming Uh, you know the first orphan (laughs) i knew the twist going in because it was Mm -hmm. such a a famous twist basically Mm -hmm. Uh, this one actually does do a a good job of doing something else to make it sure it's that because i was i was very worried and i think for a a bit i was worried it was going to feel like a a repeat of the same movie like some Mm -hmm. sequels and prequels feel like which is oh she's with this family she's going to do the same sort of shit Mm -hmm. um but there are some things to turn it on its head and to make it feel fresh which i think is the more important thing to me rather than just oh there was set up for a prequel in the original movie Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh and i think honestly the only reason why this is a prequel i genuinely believe is because they have to set it before because of how the first movie ended (laughs) i think it would just be a sequel if it wasn't for that but yeah i agree uh so yeah uh julia stales is the mother of the family uh trisha Mm -hmm. uh, that she ends up with uh rosef sullivan who i've never heard of plays the father he's alan and then there's a, a teenage brother named gunner who is ultimately there there's also a detective character who is played by uh, Hiro K- uh, Kanagawa, who I have seen play a detective in several movies at this point, because he just shows up and plays a detective every time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm sure I've seen him in a bunch, but the last one I remember for sure, because it wasn't that long ago I watched him, was <laughs> one of the Fifty Shades movies. He's a detective in one of those, okay. of all things. So, mm, Someone's too horny. I better investigate uh. this. <laughs> <laughs> There's a home intruder, okay? Oh, okay. Hell, but it's, it's not part of their like role play or whatever. No, but although there is a <laughs> there is a there is a relevant joke though. Uh, basically, when like a bodyguard comes in and like takes down the intruder, and mm-hmm. they say, um, "I've got nothing to tie his hands with." Uh, uh, the, oh. the main character goes, "Oh, we've got something." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not bad. That's <laughs> yeah. one of the, the few actually intentional good jokes in mm-hmm. in that series. Was was that moment? 
Um, but you'd be surprised. By the end of that third movie, there's been like a hostage situation and everything. Like that, 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 that trilogy just shoehorns in all sorts of <laughs> wacky plot by the end. I didn't even realize there was three of them. <laughs> oh, oh, there's three. Oh, wow. Trust me. Trust me. I remember every painful minute. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I recall. So, yes. Uh, that's the basic setup uh, of, of this movie uh, without getting into spoiler territory <laughs> where uh probably the things that are more interesting to talk about are the spoilers so we'll save that for a bit later um but without further ado i'll ask tim the question tim what did you think of orphan first kill so uh, i was actually pretty excited about this going in and uh... i wonder why what, what possible <laughs> detail about the film could you be excited for tim uh so obviously yeah, a lot of people are probably aware uh that this is directed by william brent bell my boy who did the boy uh <laughs> so <laughs> you know uh now to be fair you know i, I can be critical though because yeah I, I haven't liked every movie he's done uh, i you know i quite like the boy the the sequel is has some good stuff but it's not you know not as good as the first one and then uh I mean, let's face it, most of the other movies he's done has been crap, <laughs> so... Uh, I don't even think I can name any other. What else has he done? Um, jeez. I'll, 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 I'll get the list up. You're struggling. I'll get the list yeah. up. So, I, I know he did that gamer game. Uh, oh, he did The Devil Inside? I didn't see that, but that I, I heard lots of bad things about that. Yeah, that one is extremely bad, and I could be wrong, but I want to say that's... Is, is that the movie that ends... The, with the, they, the website go here yeah. and actually get the ending i think i think that's that one i'm pretty sure it is yeah <laughs> oh, uh dear. yeah so that, that one was super bad um that video game one uh is i haven't seen but i've stay alive it's really bad yeah um, i only know it's the video game one because the poster has a game controller covered in blood yeah. <laughs> uh honestly we should watch that on um <laughs> for the show one day because i'm sure it'll be oh, a, i'm sure entertaining yeah. oh let's have a video game vote there, there's probably there's probably like an enough to do ah, like three got, video game themed yeah that silent hill um have we not done the silent hill movies we haven't believe it or not oh and wow what one uh, day we're going to have scan? to that's kind of a video game movie I think. oh sure yeah one day we're going to have to do the entire Resident Evil franchise, and I'm not happy no, about no. it. <laughs> like, obviously <laughs> we did the new one, but I mean the, uh, the Alice, the dreaded Alice saga. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely not a day I will be looking forward to. Um, there's what, like 13 of those? <laughs> How many are there? It feels uh, like it. It was only six, but it feels like it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so William Brent Bell uh, directed this, so uh, yeah. Uh, not a fan of everything he's done, but I did quite like the boy, so I was hoping he could work his magic. And then also, uh, you know, I really like the first Orphan movie. Um, did it need a sequel? Absolutely not. <laughs> but hey, uh, here we go. And I, so I actually ended up watching this twice because I watched it when it first came out, and then yeah, I watched it uh, you know, today again for the podcast. Um, and I think I'm happy to say that I actually really, really like this movie. Uh, it's not perfect. I have some nitpicks for sure, but... Uh, I think it is so, so fun. Um, it's total camp. Like, uh, yeah, if you're going in, because the first orphan, orphan movie, I'd say, is, like, just pretty good as, like, you know, just a movie. Uh, whereas this, if you're trying to engage it on that level, you might not have fun with it. But if you're going in with, like, uh, you know, wanting a very cheesy, very campy uh, movie, I think this is uh, really delivers uh, on that front. I mean... Julia Stiles is just like 
such a good choice for like this like stuck up waspy like uh i, I want to say they're in connecticut <laughs> like connecticut rich mom trying to hold it together i, and... I, mean, I don't remember the location but yeah they're, they're a very well-off family yeah yeah if it's not connecticut it's like some yeah like hoity-toity like new england rich area i mean the teenage son um, uh because you know participates in fencing competitions that tells yeah. you what you need to know about their <laughs> you know social status yeah but then like uh yeah and even like the beginning has this like almost like arkham asylum-esque like uh opening where i'm like, like damn like esther's like the joker in this like she, she's like a form to be reckoned with uh but yeah I, I think it's you know uh it's very fun and goofy and over the top uh there's some like legitimate moments where i laughed uh and i do think like like we we're saying like it does kind of amuse me that she's supposed to look like a little kid but her face still looks like a you know 20 something like grown-ass woman which i think uh, would, i think would be fine if like see the first see if the first movie was made this way and this right, was just right, what right. it established mm -hmm. that'd be fine i think what makes mm -hmm. it weird is that she was actually a kid in the first one for sure yeah and it, 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 it sticks out that said though i will say this i understand why they said screw it this just pretend because yeah it's better if we have the actress back because she's actually quite good at playing this role so let's For just sure. go with mm -hmm. it so you know what I'll, I'll you know it's fine whatever yeah and then uh, the, the kind of the last uh quick thing i'll say about it um and this will kind of go in a, a nitpick i had which is you know you mentioned how there's like a you know a twist that happens maybe about mm, it's about halfway ish through the movie there's, um, there's a swear of halfway through for sure yeah yeah uh i i absolutely love uh what they did with that i think i think it brings such a uh you know fun dynamic to the movie and especially like something that actually makes it i i think like that makes it worth doing this movie instead of you know because otherwise it would just be like you were saying before it would basically just be you know repeating the first movie which is like hey what's the point um but i think that that brings such a fun dynamic and really like my big uh, critique would be I wish we could have gotten to that sooner and watched it played out a little more because um, mm. I, I think it's such a fun idea I would have really liked to have seen more of that uh, instead of like you know one, once that kind of happens and it's like the rest of the movie is fun but it's like you know boom 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 like we're you know everything's kind of going on the, on the rails and you know we're, we're chugging along to the ending but I could have easily you know um, maybe cut out some stuff in the beginning or something and got into that quicker and really played around with it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, other than that, I was, uh, I was pretty pleased with this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. I think, yeah, it's, it's the way I describe this film is that the first half is not bad. It's perfectly <laughs> fine. has a couple of okay moments, but it doesn't necessarily have anything in it that makes it feel like it's worthwhile doing or special mm -hmm. or or anything you know i, I was kind of i kind of feel like it was going through the motions almost and sure, then yeah. that halfway point hits and i i don't think i have had such a sick smile appear across my face <laughs> as i realized what it was doing because i was like oh this movie's actually got a, a good idea this actually has something <laughs> a spark to it it just kind of had to hide it for mm -hmm. a, a bit of time because it, you know mm -hmm. and i'm like Oh, okay. You know what? I think I may actually be into what this is doing now. But before, I wasn't. I wasn't miserable before. It was fine, but I, I wasn't. Yeah. You know, like it didn't have that. You know, in the first movie, there was lots of laugh out loud moments. You know, you know when like um, Vera Farmiga's saying like uh, you know when I'm you know when a mummy and daddy love each other, and she's like, yeah, I know they they screw mm -hmm. you know but with an f bomb, <laughs> like yeah. that made me cackle. And there wasn't really anything like that felt like that in the first half to to me. 
Um, you know, there was almost some comically kind of over-the-top stuff that, you know, especially in the asylum at the start, the way, <laughs> like, she's able to, like... Like, Esther, like, legitimately Michael Myers out of scenes multiple times in this movie. Uh, and one of them is so quick, where she's literally just went around the corner and then she's disappeared, that I went, wait a minute, how did she do that? That was, like, straight-up teleportation. Like, you know, yeah. there's stupid shit like that right from the start of the movie. And I, I, I can get into the campiness of it, but... Like, there was nothing special or inspired about it. And then this swerve happens halfway through, and all of a sudden, I am so invested in the <laughs> dynamics that are at play and what it's doing. And it, it justifies itself existing because all of a sudden, mm. it's do it's playing with the formula of what the first movie yeah. was and doing mm. different things with it. And it, you know, it actually gave me... You know, when I said my favourite moment when I was watching the first movie early on, that it sort of mm-hmm. went, oh, I think I like this, was the, the wee F moment, right? Or the yeah. F mm-hmm. moment uh, when she's talking to Vera Farmiga. There is an equivalent to that in this movie that happens in the second half that, that I love just as much because it was such a good play on it. Um, so I'll talk about that when we can talk about spoilers. Uh, but <laughs> um, if I have a critique, other than just, you know, you have to sort of go through the motions in the first half to get to the good stuff... Sure. Mm-hmm. It would probably be that, you know, I, I don't know if there's like as fun kills perhaps as the first one. Or, That's fair. I mean, yeah. the first one also mm-hmm. had the problem is there wasn't uh, that many because there could only be so many. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think this one similarly, like, I think when you get to the last like 10 minutes, I think maybe one or two of the more interesting kills that could have happened end up being quite quick and not super exciting on their own terms. Yeah, it's uh, the ending itself. I think feels felt a little rushed. I, I think especially mm-hmm. the second time watching it, because like I knew like where we're going. Um, yeah, I, I think I would have liked maybe a little more, maybe some interesting or more fun deaths. Yeah, no, 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 no some of the ones that are there aren't all right, and there's not some yeah. fun to be had. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely, most of the fun comes from the dynamics between Esther and the other characters, uh, which exactly. Yeah, know, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah we'll delve into. Uh, so. Well, I'll, I'll, rip my pants and call me shorts. It sounds like <laughs> you're positive on this movie. Shockingly orphan the franchise is two for two <laughs> and being surprisingly good. Um, and this is easily William Brent Bell's best movie that I've seen. Like, I'll, I'll just I'll throw that out there right now. Uh, we'll give the man the credit where it is due. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. I wonder if we go back and see which movies uh which of his other movies he's written and which ones mm. he's just directed because i because I, I don't think he actually wrote this one it was uh no think, uh, I'm, I'm looking now yeah it's a story by david leslie jordan mcgoldrick that is a long name uh, dude. <laughs> uh, and alex mace and then screenplay by david Coggenhall. so or sorry Coggenhall. So that- sorry not Coggenhall. Coggenhall. So, I mean, I don't know, like maybe, like maybe he is like a decent director, maybe he just needs the right script or to work with the right people or something. Cause I actually did think there were some like, like pretty shots in this. Like, you know, I think like in the opening, you have some nice like overhead shots of like, uh, you know, going through the snow and um, like it's over the top and exaggerated, but I did like, you know, the way like the asylum looked, especially when, you know, like the, the alarms are going off and it's like, you know, dark and there's this flashing red, like it just get, gives it this kind of like ambiance that, uh, you know, I thought was like, oh, this is like pretty cool. Like, you know, it has a, a bit more style than I feel like, you know, you, you might see in these movies sometimes. Hmm. I'm not ready. To, I don't know if I'm ready to like jump. I, I would say it's at least competent direction. Uh, sure. 
it sounds like a backhanded compliment but like i i did not like how the boy was directed from what i remember so mm-hmm. I, I you know i'm not ready to jump in and say he's a good visual director necessarily but i certainly hey, didn't but- think this felt choppy or anything like that so at the very mm-hmm. least it didn't it wasn't committing sins that were annoying me at least <laughs> yeah well maybe maybe the boy will be one of the movies we rewatch <laughs> soon uh, I was going to say we don't rewatch things on the show, but we have redone a few early <laughs> reviews because you know I we did so, you know we weren't that good in the first you know fifty to hundred episodes. So uh, some of the bigger well, movies, okay, did, but <laughs> some of the bigger movies we did back then, we've went back mm-hmm. and redone. Uh, I, I the boys a pretty big movie. <laughs> there's a few other bigger movies from that that time period <laughs> that I think we should redo before we put the boy on the schedule. Quite frankly. <laughs> Or before I'm willing to rewatch the damn thing, I'll say that for a start. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so mm-hmm. yes, uh, as far as far as like, you know, what else can we talk about? Spoiler free, really. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, the performance. I, I mean, I do think the actress here, Isabel Furman, 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 maybe. She obviously is good in this role i don't know if she's done much acting outside of this role probably i yeah i mean i think she has if you look at her like imdb list i think there's you know it, it's a pretty decent list uh oh, she, I, I think she, was like in a, she was in the hunger games <laughs> oh there you go yeah i mean she definitely seems like someone that's working but maybe not stuff that we specifically oh, um, escape room too i'm sure i saw that y- oh you know what? i think she was in it but it might depend on what version <laughs> Ah, I don't think she was in the version I watched then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, it's, if it's the scenes that it depends on which version you watch, it means that's probably mm-hmm. the scenes where she's with the guy who made the maze, I assume? Yeah, like, what, is she the the guy's, like, daughter or something, maybe? I assume so. I never saw that cut, so I never, I never yeah. saw those scenes. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds familiar. I, I think that's what it was. Um, oh, wild. But, uh, so, one thing I actually do uh, like about her is that it seems like she really does, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, she seems to kind of, like, take some pride in this character. Like, uh, just you know, when the movie's coming out, you see, like, publicity stuff, and then, yeah, you might see some, like, you know, uh, I see her talking about stuff on Twitter and stuff, and it seems like, you know, like, she seems like she's getting into it, and, like, you know, like, uh, they'll post, like, behind-the-scenes stuff when she's, like, having fun on set and, like, being like, oh, like you know, thanking the fans and stuff like, you know, it's like, seems like it's, uh, you know, not, not just someone like, oh, sure. Yeah. I'll come back for, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, it is mostly uh, a paycheck thing, but it, you know, it's not like someone that she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed that I had to do this character again or whatever. Like, you know, she seems to kind of be wallowing she, in it, which she's uh, realizing cool. she can Freddy Krueger this. This is her, this is her yeah. Freddy Krueger. So she's, <laughs> she's got it. She's got to appreciate it. I think. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't see like an article when it came out that, um, you know, uh, WBB uh, said that, um, you know, that they were like thinking about. It, it took me, I was like, Warner Brothers, what? I was like, oh, <laughs> Volume Brown uh, Bell. But, okay. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, he, he has said that they've, you know, that they've talked about, you know, possible ideas for, uh, you know, for a, a third one if they want to explore that. So I think at this point, you have to find a way to just retcon the ending of the first movie just so you can. Yeah. You know? <laughs> go yeah you can't like continuously go backwards like yeah like oh now we'll find out how she got in the insane asylum in the beginning <laughs> but 
Yeah, she's meant to be like six at this point. <laughs> Her face is getting older. Yeah. I, I think what you do is like, somehow she survived and was in a coma for a decade and she wakes up, you know? Like, yeah. Do something with that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, it, especially if the series is going to continue to kind of go down like this campy road, you know, that. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um,. If we can find a new way to do it, like a new dynamic that she can have with other characters, because we'll talk about what makes this one different to the first soon, and it yeah, does, like, it, it is very different to the first because of the new dynamics they introduce. Yeah, so like, yeah, it, uh, I like that each movie has kind of had a very like specific hook to it. So, mm. uh, I mean, I, I'd be down for more movies, but it, it is kind of tough because you you've set yourself up now with yeah having this uh you know having it in this movie, so you know. You could just do like a straight up whatever, you know, uh, boilerplate slasher kind of ish movie. Maybe or whatever, do one that's more as fun. Maybe do one that's more teen focused, where she like instead of infiltrating mm-hmm. a family, just actually decides to go to high school or something. Yeah, and like <laughs> tries to find a a boy to love her there. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Even though she clearly has a taste for you know middle aged men, that's been established mm-hmm. at this point. But you know, um. All right. Well, I think with that said, I think we'll probably just give the spoiler warning so we can we can delve into it properly. <laughs> um, so, full spoilers for Orphan First Kill. You have been warned. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get into the. To be, yeah, maybe we should just start with the big thing, the big okay. revelation, <laughs> yeah. and sort of talk about the other stuff as we want to. Uh, <laughs> so, the big reveal in this movie, um, halfway through, which is is sort of encountered upon because to keep her identity sort of intact, Esther's going to go and murder this detective who's been kind of looking into her. Clearly he's suspicious. He doesn't quite believe that this is the real Esther because Esther is this real girl that went missing from this family and she's assuming her identity because it's been a few years since she went missing and she's like, oh, I look close enough to her that I can play off that I'm I'm this missing daughter and mm-hmm. seek asylum elsewhere through that. But she goes to this detective's apartment and stabs him repeatedly he's not quite mm-hmm. dead um and the twist is is that julia stella's character trisha has realized she's going here because she's been looking through a little creepy book with all the or details <laughs> in it and shoots the detective in front of esther and <laughs> you're going like wait what's going on here what's happening and the twist is is that the real esther didn't really go missing that was the story mm-hmm. but actually her older brother accidentally killed her and Julia mm-hmm. Stiles helped cover it up. So they've known mm-hmm. the whole time that this isn't really Esther because they killed Esther. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the dad doesn't know any of this shit. So they have to kind of play it up and keep up the uh, appearances. Um, yeah, especially because, like, the dad is so, like, into her and so happy that it's just, like, mm. like totally, like, upended this family that was, you know, you got to imagine, like, uh, you know, Julia Stiles and, and uh, the son, you know, are <laughs> clearly sociopaths, but... Uh, so yeah, I'm sure that they were doing fine, but like, you know, the dad who's kind of like the heart and soul of the family was just so crushed that like, they're willing to accept this, uh, you know, weird stranger because I, of Well, that. I think <laughs> what gets to me is that Julia Stiles' character doesn't feel that she needs to be a sociopath. Like, it, like mm-hmm. it's one thing like, oh, my teenage son accidentally killed his little sister and I want to cover this up because I don't want him to go to prison and I want mm-hmm. to like, you know, bury this so that no one ever knows what he did. 
but she is straight up willing to just murder people left and right <laughs> in this. And l- later on, when this like, okay, Esther's too much of a problem now, we're going to have to just kill her. Like, she, like that, that's yeah. not like a, a big choice for her. She's just like, yeah, okay, we need to kill her, son. It's time, it's time to kill her. So, it's like, there's not even a discussion about it. Like, but, well, how would this affect that? It's like, no, this is just way too inconvenient for me now. Like, we just gotta, just gotta go. <laughs> Yeah, because at first she's like holding a gun to her and saying, you're going to keep this charade up because it makes my husband happy. <laughs> so that that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, what we were saying before is that it completely changes the dynamic where now everyone but one character knows who she really is and is <laughs> in on it and wants to, and is playing this like passive aggressive game of like, you know, playing games with each other where mm-hmm. maybe they'll try and kill her. Maybe she'll try and kill them. There's a sort of like rivalry developing between them um, whilst the dad's oblivious to all, it, it completely changes yeah. the dynamic that was in the first movie and makes it feel fresh and different. So, you know. And also, it, it makes Esther, like, the hero. Like, she's the one you're kind of rooting for now. Bizarrely, like... it kind of does in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> Even though there's still some creepy, like, you know, she clearly has, she's falling for the dad. She clearly has mm-hmm. an attraction to him. Which leads to what I was saying earlier. There is a counterpoint. So, it's the, 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 I know they, they, they screw, you know, I'm, I'm you know, clearing up the language a bit there but Mm -hmm. the counterpoint to that in this is not like a similar moment it's a reverse of it where julia styles notices and is clearly is telling that (laughs) that esther is like wanting her husband so she Mm -hmm. comes and like says and tells her off and makes it very clear that like that's not an option like you'll never go before because she's a child and then Mm -hmm. she rubs it in she actually rubs rubs it in I'm going to go upstairs and F my husband. Like, you're rubbing it in her face. You're, you're, you're flaunting it. Like, this is so... And what's so great is that the first movie had these things where Vera Farmiga and the husband were, you know, they were, they were having sex, they were, they were being loving, mm-hmm. and Esther was spying on them and feeling jealous. Like, that was a big plot point of the first movie. So to have the the mother in this movie come out and be like, yeah, bitch, he's mine. Come and get him if you can. I'm going to go screw his brains out right now and there's nothing you can do about it, you little bitch. Like, that is such a fun, inventive, like, topsy-turvy, like, to, yeah. to, to flip it around. Like, all of a sudden, you're, you're taking what made the first film interesting and you're <laughs> playing with it and doing different things with it to completely shake up what the, the flow of the movie is. Um, mm-hmm. honestly, this twist that two of the family members knew the whole time she couldn't be who she was claiming to be, and that they've got a, a dark secret as well that makes them all nefarious, horrible people, is mm-hmm. is quite exciting. If anything, we should feel sympathetic for the dad, who's the one innocent character <laughs> in the whole movie, uh, sure. and doesn't deserve any of this shit, but hey, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is such a good reveal, and like, um, Man, it, like especially in this day and age where I feel like they always show the best parts in the trailers and, you know, there's always, mm. like, these, you know, rumors and cast confirmations, like, well before these big movies come out. It feels so good to watch something and genuinely be surprised by it. So I, I it was just such a, a moment of joy. And what's also great about it is um, it's super funny <laughs> when you, uh, or at least I... I might have had the the my biggest like laugh in the movie was um so when you get this reveal and you know julia styles um 
you know shoots the detective <laughs> like esther just looks at her and she goes mommy <laughs> like she's like <laughs> like she, she has this like high-pitched like shock but like she's still calling her mommy which is like just so funny <laughs> uh yeah so let's go back and work through it there I, but I, mm-hmm. I felt it was important to start off with the twist because yeah. i think it reshapes how you think about a, a lot of the other things as, as you're going and and it was interesting because i did see it twice so watching it a second time uh you know knowing everything it is like interesting to the body uh, language of the brother when he first meets her and things like that exactly yeah because when you're uh like when i was first watching the movie i kind of thought like okay maybe are they like a little suspicious of her or something and and now you're watching it there's like all this context of like oh like well yeah they are suspicious but it's because they know for sure that she's not her (laughs) i do actually acknowledge that the first half might be more interesting when you know where it's going now because Mm -hmm. you're you're watching how they're treating her versus him and the versus the dad Mm -hmm. and um you know, this idea that the detective clearly suspected foul play with the daughter before, and that's why he's, like, so suspicious mm-hmm. now of, like, this returning daughter. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's why he's looking into it. So it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also, like, you know, they, they are really hateable. You know, at one point when Gunnar, the brother, is, um, like, sort of fighting or arguing with Esther, and, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, oh, you know, if you, like, reveal who I am, it'll take you down too for killing your sister. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Uh, well, that's the word of a crazy, like, foreigner who, you know, snuck into the country. Um, and I'm an important person. We're an important family. Don't you know who I... Like, mm-hmm. you know, he really plays on the I'm the rich white boy kind of attitude. I'm important. I can get away with anything. You know, that's kind yeah, of... The, so they're very unlikable because of that. Yeah, he's like... I, I don't know what the male version of a Karen would be, but that's, like, <laughs> kind of how he comes off. Like, you know, very entitled, very uh, self-important. Like, I think Julia Stiles even has, like, a line at some point where she's like, our family came here through, like, on the Mayflower. Like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah, they're just so, like, you know, uh, upper-class, waspy yeah. characters that they're very, like, very easy to hate. And, uh, you know, Julia Stiles, I think, especially does a really, really good job of, like, uh really playing into that just uh like oh you just love to hate her <laughs> you know kind of uh character um, yeah but yeah no that was good stuff <laughs> and it's kind of funny from a perspective of being a horror movie where obviously it still is horror to an extent but once mm-hmm. it's more about like two like factions of killers sort of squaring yeah. off instead <laughs> of like oh no there's a creepy kid who may kill everyone it kind of yeah. changes the tone a little bit to more of a horror comedy i would say oh sure yeah. Uh, but that, you know, that's fine. It's just, it's just, it's interesting mm-hmm. how it changes things up because of that. But I'm, I'm thankful it did because it made it feel like a fresh mm-hmm. new take. So anyway, the movie starts, um, in you know the the asylum. It's this this uh, doctor mm-hmm. lady who's like coming in for the first time, and we meet the patients. I do love that the alarm goes off, and it's like, oh, our you know most dangerous patient. I can't remember what her name was before Esther because that's obviously not our original name. It was it? What's it? Lena or something? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but they put the new doctor lady in like the, uh, the, the, the craft room and said like, stay here, mm-hmm. we're going to lock the door and we'll come back and get you once we've found her. And like immediately when she turns around, Esther's just sitting there at the table drawing <laughs> like a little creepy kid. And I'm like, did you not think to check the room you were putting this new woman in? Like you didn't even glance around to see if anyone else was there before you locked her in with the dangerous mental patient no okay and it's like so uh and obviously if you're watching the movie you know who it's gonna be and uh so so like you know what's coming but i i love that 
yeah, the doctor has no idea what it is because she thinks it's like a little kid or something. She's like, oh, do your parents work here? And you just see her like thinking about like, why would my parents work here? Like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, uh, and I, I just thought it was a really fun scene. Like, it, I, again, it's very over the top. Like, you know, the, the alarms are sounding and the lights are flashing on and off. But like, I, I thought it <laughs> that gave it kind of a, a cool like look and feel to it. Yeah, and the I think one of the things about the height, you know, pl- the, the, them playing with the height to make her look shorter, is that I think mm. it's, it's, it's slightly inconsistent in the sense that I didn't even notice them doing it until, you know, there was like a wide shot and it was like, oh shit, they're oh, actually yeah. trying to show that she's like half the height of her when I, I didn't get yeah. that perspective mm. at all when she was sitting down. And I know that she's sitting down, but I feel like you still get, you still, you know, you can still tell that someone's a kid size versus an adult size yeah, at, yeah, yeah. in most shots. <laughs> Whereas here it feels a little like, oh, we don't have to do anything special in this shot so we won't bother versus, mm-hmm. oh, this shot where it's clearly a, like an effect to make her look really short. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's very inconsistent in that that, that sense. Uh, but obviously the, the guards and that come back in and they, they, they lock mm-hmm. her up and it's just maybe a creepy moment to like, you know, I think I do enjoy this opening 15, 20 minute chunk. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you need it. Like you, you probably could just start yeah. the movie with her, yeah. you know, assuming the identity of like someone to get out of the country and that'd be it. I... Yeah, uh, I I like it. Uh, I I like it as well. But like, if like if we needed to sacrifice it to get to like the really good stuff in the mm. movie, once the reveal happens, like if we you could have had could 20, lose it and get more of that. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you could have had twenty more minutes of the stuff after the reveal instead of yeah. this and keep mm-hmm. it at an hour forty. Uh, which, to be fair, shorter than the first because the first movie was like two hours. Like, I remember yeah. uh, <laughs> commenting on that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I would have maybe swapped it for that, but it was a, it was a fun enough little section for for what it was. Uh, uh, yeah. You have kind of this creepy part where she she basically makes this big escape and it ultimately kills the new doctor lady by like falling her home or or hiding in her car and then killing her mm-hmm. at her house and then she uses her you know stuff to set up her ruse to you know get out of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a really creepy the way she makes her escape though is she like the guard comes and brings her her food or no she bring, no, mm-hmm. brings her, her her package she gets like her ribbons for her wrists and her neck mm-hmm. and basically this guard is a perv who's got a crush <laughs> on her and yes he mm-hmm. knows that it's a 30 year old but mm-hmm. it doesn't change the fact that he's attracted to someone who looks like a child so it's yeah, really strange <laughs> it's really creepy and she's like i want to thank you for doing this for me can you mm-hmm. come in and like he he comes in wanting by the way, see it, but he, you know, he, he, yeah. sta- he stands there and she gets on a box and she starts like stroking his head. And she obviously she ultimately bashes his head against the wall and kills him. But yeah. there's a moment here where he's like, he, you know, he's into it. He, he's enjoying himself. <laughs> he's clearly has, you know, pervy side is coming out and he's, he's in. So I, you know, I, I felt uncomfortable with this, uh, which you're supposed it, to. It, don't get me wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm, it, it's hard to uh, feel bad for him. <laughs> is uh and it's i mean at least in the context of this movie we know it's actually an adult actress who's doing it part of the yeah, things that made it so uncomfortable <laughs> when she was trying to do stuff in the first movie is like you're actually like 11 like this is creepy yeah shit. I, yeah i still really hope like some of those scenes that they filmed in the first one that like they use mm. like body doubles or, or, or something because yeah that that was like really awkward if you're making a like yeah, very young person do that stuff. Yeah, I can't remember the shots. I don't know if it was possible, but yeah, but maybe it was a close up of the hand touching the leg. Maybe it was. Right. You know, yeah. They, like, they had like yeah. a, an actress who was older just do the you know to the hand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. 
<laughs> I, I would make me feel more comfortable anyway. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, here it was just kind of this this weird thing. But yeah, she she escapes, you know, and she ultimately beats uh, the doctor lady with a crowbar. I think it is, or maybe it's like a tire iron. I wasn't quite sure what it is, but yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, uh, it gets blood all over her face, and the ruse commences, and we're introduced to the family who are at the the older brother's fencing competition. And they get the news that maybe they found their daughter. You know, the, the detective shows up. Yeah, I thought it was actually really interesting. Uh, they did a, a needle drop when they yeah cut to him fencing uh, from an Interpol song. And uh, I was just kind of like, oh, this is interesting. Like, I don't really hear, like, I don't know. I feel like I don't hear this type of music that much in, like, horror movies. Uh, but that was kind of cool. I don't know the song, actually. I didn't, I didn't recognize it. It didn't stick out to me, but... Uh... I think if uh, you know if you like Inter- Interpol, uh, you know people would probably recognize it. Oh sure, I'm not familiar with them, but uh, I'm I'm glad you're hepping down with the kids' music yeah. because uh, <laughs> you you caught this and I didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, like a what, twenty thirty year old band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, so d- Julia Stiles comes and gets her. Obviously, it's quite awkward when she meets her. Um, and there's a there's a moment because they're flying back in a plane. And at first I thought, I didn't realize how rich they were, and I thought maybe they were given, like, a private plane because this was, like, a special, like, oh, we're going to give you a plane to go pick up your daughter, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, once I saw how rich they were, though, I was like, oh, maybe they're, they're just rich enough to afford a, a private yeah. plane. <laughs> but um, there's a whole thing where Esther, like, asks, you know, she's shown her photos of, like, here's your family, and here's your brother and your father. And obviously, in hindsight, I'm thinking... Oh, this is like so she'll recognize them all, so that she, she'll act appropriately when she sees them. Uh, yeah. But she shows her the grandmother, and she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to meet her." And it's like, "No, Esther, she died. Remember?" <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> which pisses her off because she grabs like one of the little bo- bottles of vodka and like, like yeah. <laughs> goes to the bathroom in the plane and starts hitting her head on the wall. Like, you stupid bitch! How dare? You? How could you say that? How, you're so stupid, Esther. Get it together. And slaps herself. <laughs> uh yeah what's um what's really funny is like there's a a lot of like little things like this and like people always seem to be like shocked when like she doesn't remember something like especially like the one that i think is like they try to treat it like a big deal but honestly like sounds very stupid to me is like when she mistakes the parrot or whatever in the therapist's office Mm. and when they're like like that's so strange like you know uh, she thought it was uh, this bird, but it was actually a different bird when worth, I, I saw her last. But it's like... And it's worth mentioning as well here that this was a therapist that she'd already seen before she was, you know... Well, the, the original yeah. Esther, you know, saw before she was killed. So this isn't even just like a therapist because, oh, you're back from this traumatic experience of being right, kidnapped yeah, yeah. for four years. It's someone but, that you've seen before. Yeah, but the, the like the thing that's like wild to me is like when they... Are, are getting freaked out about this stuff it's like yeah but like she went through an incredibly horrific like experience like you know she was very young when she was you know kidnapped and she's gone through so much stuff like maybe give her a little break that you know she doesn't remember the parrot like oh yeah you know, w- well, what breed it was <laughs> i think that's what's interesting is like obviously there'd be questions of like okay who kidnapped you what were you doing for these last four yeah. years mm-hmm. and they kind of like say to a point yeah like we have to give her space and time to talk about it but i do appreciate that once the the twist is revealed once we we know or once the, you know it's revealed that the mother and the brother knew that she wasn't really her mm-hmm. anyway 
it does all of a sudden make a lot more sense that she wasn't pushing for answers in the same way. Right, yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. the therapist is like, something feels off about this. And the detective's like, something feels off about this. Like, you know, <laughs> and the dad arguably is just so emotionally invested that he's like willing to accept the lie, you know, even if he, deep down he should be like getting red flags. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, no. Yeah, so, uh, have you ever heard of uh, this documentary called uh, The Imposter? Uh, because when you're watching a lot of this, you know, there's a lot of like instances where it does seem like, okay, how could you fall for that? But, uh, what's funny is, uh, there's a documentary, uh, that I just watched the other day called the imposter, which is basically the same story (laughs) as this movie. (laughs) So it's like, oh, uh, I guess his family did fall for that. Like, I don't know. I I guess it could happen. I, I, yeah, I guess. Um, I've not seen the documentary, but uh, I think I heard about it existing. Um, I, uh, it, like, I, I think it's really interesting to watch, uh, like, after watching this movie, because it, it feels like way too much of a coincidence, some of the stuff that happens in this, that, like, mm. you know, that they, did, that, you know, the person that wrote it or whatever didn't, um, you know, wasn't at least a little bit inspired by it. Like, uh, for example, like, one of the things, um, that happens in the documentary is like um the like person that goes missing the sister you know like flies over to uh i, I think it's spain uh to pick him up and then like she brings all these photographs to show him and she like points them out like oh like remember you know this is like your uncle blah 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 and this is your dad and this is your, your blah, blah blah and then like he uses that information like when they're like doing like a uh you know uh, like a test or whatever to uh get the the person like a, a visa to leave the country to you know verify that he is part of that family but like he like yeah literally was using like you know the pictures and stuff that they were saying which it felt very reminiscent of that scene that you were just talking about like where yeah julia styles is showing them or her uh, esther all like the pictures and going like yeah this is blah 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 remember yeah i think it's fine for them to take influence from that even if the original oh, sure, yeah. even if the original movie is inspired like it's fine if you it's because it's, it's never claiming to actually be based on anything, but that's okay. Right, uh, yeah. No, I mean, it, it, you know, it, obviously they, they end up veering, uh, you know, <laughs> going in different directions. But yeah. it's just funny how, like, weirdly similar. Uh, or just the fact that, like, this did actually happen in real life. <laughs> mm. Um, I, I think for me, what's interesting about this therapist stuff is that the idea that the therapist isn't convinced that this is all in the up and up mm-hmm. and that she thinks something's wrong. And she proclaims that to the to the mother, to Trisha, um, is that after the twist happens, um, Trisha is like, hey, we have to convince the therapist that you're really Esther because she thinks something's fishy. And we have to... Mm-hmm. This idea that they have to team up to help like the yeah. lie be maintained, <laughs> like the idea that she's actually in cahoots with her and she's like taught her about all these memories so she can help like convince the therapist. That's the sort of thing that I would have liked more of before they broke down into a rivalry, is the idea that no, they were totally. actually yeah. working together to maintain this lie that she is the daughter, that she is Esther. Yeah. I, I think that's fascinating. And I, I would have liked a bit more of that stuff before it broke down into, oh, we're going to try and kill each other and be, you know, button heads constantly. Oh, for sure. No, I, th- I think that would have been a lot of fun. Yeah. So I, that was like one of the best. That was like, you know, the first time they went to therapy, I was just kind of like, oh, this is just doing similar stuff to the first movie where it's setting up mm-hmm. this like sort of maybe some people are suspecting something's not quite right. But honestly uh again it became much more interesting once the twist happened and then in that context it was like oh, okay this is why you set up this therapy <laughs> stuff this is super interesting um 
but yeah so so from there you know we get scenes with the father uh it does tie into some stuff in the first movie where the father here's a painter and he specifically does this sort of gimmick painting where with a black light he has like a second layer to the painting which is relevant to the first movie because remember she had all those hidden messages that she painted on the wall yeah uh so this was kind of like so, explaining that a little bit i guess like so this to me this kind of feels like that prequely stuff mm. that you're kind of talking about in the beginning where like yeah we don't really need this explain like it's fine or whatever in the movie like like it's i guess i wouldn't say i hated it but yeah this is that kind of prequel stuff that i don't really like as much where it's like it's not like we had a big question in the first movie like where would she have learned this technique like you know it's whatever yeah i think i i've definitely seen more egregious like forms of this sure. this didn't feel too bad because it, it wasn't like there was a bunch of stuff that was all like oh we have to explain this 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 and this it, right yeah this was kind of the only real thing that felt like that and it was you know it was fairly all right because it's like okay he's a painter that's fine yeah, uh, yeah you're going with that um you know obviously he's like happy to have his daughter back he's he's happy that she's bonding with him over painting because the real esther didn't actually draw or paint anything <laughs> whereas she's really into it um <laughs> and that's like okay okay that's that's neat um and maybe that's like why this is the first person because you know it sets up early in the movie that esther up until this point she would typically just infiltrate a family steal from them and run away although there was Mm -hmm. one example that got her in the asylum which is she decided to kill the family this seems Mm -hmm. to be the first time she actually falls for the 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 patriarch of the family because she is actually going to escape you know there's about a third Mm -hmm. of the movie after she's stolen a bunch of jewelry and stuff and she's clearly, you know, hating being with the brother. She's just going to run away. She's, like, packed her bag. She's taken all this this rich stuff. And she's just going to bolt it. But then when she's running away, she looks under the window and sees the dad painting. And is like, ah, I, 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 I kind of like him. So she decides to come yeah. back and sort of, like, continue the charade of, of being the daughter. So this is her deviating from her, her plan, as it were. This is her, the first time she tries to sort of stay in a at-length capacity because she thinks she can pull off and maybe that's her admitting you know maybe the reason why she always did leave before is she kind of admits to herself that yeah like she can't lie like this forever eventually someone's going to find <laughs> out something that leads to the truth uh so i guess there's some realism there in that sense from her mm-hmm. um so yeah uh, that's 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 fair uh but yeah, she she butts heads with the brother when the brother's having like a little party, tells him to go away mm-hmm. himself, which is probably the, the first time in the movie I start, I got like a little chuckle out of like, okay, this feels like sort of Esther antics yeah. kind of stuff. Um, that's another thing too, where like, I, I think I would have liked to have seen maybe more of their rivalry. Um, mm. cause I, again, like, you know, uh, the brother is, does I think like a, a pretty good job of being just like, yeah, that very douchey. <laughs> like kind of character and notably um, it's different because the first movie it was like there was two other kids and the brother didn't like her because he was jealous of her in- attention uh yeah. and the sister was like scared of her i like that this was a very different dynamic again this was a teenage brother who just thought she was weird and then once she realized that he is also killed his previous sister he's actually yeah. <laughs> like just a complete rival for her instead of being you know like what they did with the kids in the first movie was really smart to have them be scared of her because that was like a mm-hmm. really that was the horror movie element more than anything of the movie was like their perspective yeah. here is very different. And again, I appreciate that. So yeah, that's good. Also, it's, um, it's like kind of, I don't know, weird. And, and I don't know, maybe kind of creepy that like 
you never really find out exactly what happened to the original Esker. Like Julia Styles just mm -hmm. at one point says, like, yeah, he, he always did play too rough with her, and it's kinda like, ooh, like, what did he do? <laughs> like like I, I like you probably don't want to know, but uh yeah, that it kind of makes me like hate him more versus that like mm. you know, it, it makes it kind of sound like you know, like oh yeah, it wasn't like a, a simple accident. It's like and he's not very know. remorseful about it, is he? he, 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 he no, he, he seems like you know totally okay with it. Yeah, it's not and like, like I, I think at one point he is kind of just like, can't we just kill her too? Like, yeah, that's, that's his attitude. It's because it's not like it's not like when he's, he's conflicted emotionally that he's seeing this what's kind of like his dead sister come back. You know, it, yeah. it never feels like he's going through this emotional thing. It just feels like he's annoyed that he's having to deal with this <laughs> immediately. So, I, I think the dynamics there are really. <laughs> good especially since mm -hmm. they're so different from the first movie again uh but yeah so you know obviously those scenes where the detective comes over when they're eating and he's asking questions and esther's getting all kind of antsy about it and then decides to sort of do some research on him and that leads to the twist and from there like you have all these like moments that play out of her like you know, playing into the, the whole father thing, I talked about Julia Stales is getting jealous and being like, he's my husband, bitch, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, it becomes you... like a kind of like a cartoon, like cat and mouse, like mm. kind of game between them, which yeah, is a lot of fun. Because she gets upset because she's trying to talk in front of uh, a dinner table. And because of the way the conversation is going, Esther gets annoyed at the, the other mm -hmm. two in front of the dad and decides to she wants to be excused. And she takes her dinner with her and she doesn't eat it. And then later on, like the rat that she's got, like like that's like living in the vent that she's like a friend <laughs> with. That's, that's a weird sentence, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like he's like dead from the from the macaroni and cheese, and it's like, mm. <laughs> like they were they were trying to either kill her or that would probably look too suspicious. Uh, so yeah. maybe just put her to sleep, and it was enough to kill the rat. I think what I like about that is that one of the reasons why they don't want to just get rid of her is because it would be so <laughs> suspicious if Esther oh, yeah. disappears again. Because the original <laughs> Esther disappeared, so it'd be weird if you disappeared too. It would also yeah. probably completely destroy the husband. Obviously, it doesn't take too mm -hmm. long before, like, this is not worth the effort. She's too yeah. dangerous to have around. Yeah. Once like, they're starting to become, like, mildly inconvenienced, it's yeah. like, all right, yeah, let's just get rid of her. Well, you, can, you can't trust her. She's too devious. She's going to try mm -hmm. and plot their, their death at some point. And, uh, so, I, I feel like, though, like, if they were more like acting like normal accepting people like i don't know like i, I don't know I, I had the feeling at first like esther might go along with it i mean if she keeps developing feelings for the father you know that's one thing but like i i feel like you know uh like they kind of you know uh throw the first stone i guess like with mm. the the whole macaroni thing and like then it's like game on but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, she's suspicious before that, but when she sees that, it's like, oh, I can't. Even, this is this is not sustainable. Like we then yeah. we have to <laughs> I have to fight back. And she has this moment where the dad's going off to like a show somewhere to show his art off, and like they're at the train station saying goodbye. And she has this mm -hmm. moment because she's holding like a poster tube with her art mm -hmm. in it, and where like both the mother and son are standing next to the train, the train's <laughs> coming in. And you, you get what she's going to do. She's going to go up and use the uh, the poster tube as like a sort of battering ram and sort of push both of them <laughs> at the same time out of the tracks. And it just so happens a stranger bumps into her and she's about to do it. And like, mm. Julia Stiles is like, 
like clearly knows what she was about to do like she can tell that yeah. that's, that's what the plan was so they say goodbye to the dad and what's so funny about the dynamics of the scene to me is that as she's saying oh please let take me with you daddy and mm-hmm. the dad's like no i have to leave you with your mother but i'll be back wish me luck is that there mm-hmm. is kind of this like yeah she knows that they're going to try and kill her if he's gone yeah. like <laughs> him being around keeps her safe to some some extent and like yeah. this is going to be the wild west if he's not there so <laughs> immediately you know as soon as he leaves like julia still's like oh you tried to kill me you little bitch oh you think you can get away with that and like she runs off and she actually steals their car and I drives off she, i think like she literally tells him like you're dead which yeah, is like yeah. you probably shouldn't <laughs> say that well um when she actually she maces uh what's his face <laughs> yeah she maces the brother and she runs off and steals their car <laughs> But as soon as like she's gone, like she turns to the brother and says, "Oh, okay, that's it. Right, we're doing it now. We're doing it tonight. Yeah. Like we're killing the bitch. <laughs> like you know, it, like I, I do wish there was more of a build up to that, and that there was mm-hmm. more of them working together before it fell apart. But yeah, uh, this yeah. is super entertaining. And Esther just tries to get away in the car, but of course, like they report the car uh, stolen by the daughter, so the, a cop pulls her over like immediately and is like, "Yeah, you, you go home." <laughs> I, uh, I I gotta admit, I laughed really hard at this scene like she like because she, she's so small like driving this like mm. car and then yeah she's like trying like kind of like acting all badass putting on sunglasses lighting a cigarette all while like she's a maniac is playing on the radio yeah. uh, i thought it was really funny yeah and then the cop pulls her over and it's she, she realizes it's not that easy to get away so yeah. it's like you have to go back to the house you're going to be alone mm. with them and they're going to try and kill her. And so we get this standoff, we get this kind of, like, you know, this, 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 like you say, cat and mouse kind of game being played throughout <laughs> the the house where they're going to try and kill her and she kind of gets away a little bit and she struggles with the brother and the brother pushes her down the stairs and it's like, oh, this is bad because they were going to make it look a suicide. They're going to, like, make her look like she'd slit her wrists. And yeah. she already had scars there, so it would have probably looked quite convincing to some extent that's true yeah, yeah you know so but all this plays out but the dad phones and she has to kind of like talk to him a little bit and um esther of course eventually gets one up on the brother when he comes after her with the he's got like a he's fencing sword and she like has his crossbow um mm-hmm. but she's like yeah we can't go on like this and she's like i agree uh, we can't work together <laughs> and then shoot some of the crossbow and then oh, that doesn't kill him but he puts him down and she stabs him repeatedly mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. so so now Julia Stellas is pissed because you know now her son's dead and mm-hmm. she's like I'm going to kill you so we get this like chasing like one of the funny things towards the end of the first movie is when eventually like Vera Farmiga was willing to fight back and just start kicking her like here <laughs> because Julia Stellas is already this murderous like psychopath like they are just like punching each other and kicking and clawing <laughs> and scratching they're trying to stab each other um as this is happening the stove turns on which starts the fire which is an important detail because you know in the first movie it said she burned down the previous place which yeah i will say the one difference here is that i think the first movie played it as like she always likes to end that way she likes to burn down the house as an ending in this movie yeah. it's like no that's just happenstance she didn't care about burning the place down that's just sure. what happened at the end by accident yeah but you know so yeah they're chasing each other they're kicking each other they end up on the roof and they're they're climbing and they try to throw each mm-hmm. other off and uh julia stales is picking up the knife and you know yelling things <laughs> at her uh the dad arrives home during all this chaos he sees them both hanging off the side of the roof 
while the house is burning down and he's like yeah i'm gonna get you and they're shouting up at him <laughs> oh she's not really our daughter she's this awful person she's this mutant from you know russia or something <laughs> and he's like daddy it's there's not like true. a lot of like derogatory like you know like especially from like julia styles and stuff she's mm. constantly calling her like a freak and like a monster dwarf and stuff and it's like all right come on like uh yes like you know she is um what do you call it like uh dangerous and stuff but like you don't have to like <laughs> yeah constantly like you know um make fun of her for like your physical disabilities well i mean everyone in this movie is an awful person except maybe the yeah. dad and oh well, the yeah. detective <laughs> seems like an all right dude as well he's he's actually doing his job and mm-hmm. suspicious that something's not quite right but yeah <laughs> uh yeah so he, basically he chooses to grab esther so uh julia stiles falls to her death and like, you see her head hit by the pavement <laughs> and there's like blood splat and it's, it's okay it's okay mm-hmm. um i did think it was almost a bit too quick that her fake teeth fall out and he's like wait a minute you're not my daughter who are you like yeah this, this felt a little rushed like uh like again like it seems like there maybe should have been a little bit more of a conversation or something mm-hmm. between them before you know it yeah it is literally like he smushes her face and like the the fake teeth fall out and then that's enough for him to be like you're a monster and then like she pushes him um yeah uh, i i feel like there probably could have been more to that yeah so the ending does feel a bit rushed but uh yeah the house burns down and she's just the only survivor and she goes to the orphanage uh as a as a result and that's that's it it's basically the movie it yeah. I really can't compliment enough just how much fun it gets once the twist happens. Because once that halfway twist happens, mm-hmm. the dynamics between the characters, like every conversation she has with the brother or the mother when they're like mm-hmm. debating what to do and she's trying to like one up them. And because the brother's concerned that he's like, oh, so we have to live in the house with this stranger. And she's like, <laughs> look, you know, she's, she's a fugitive from another country. Like she's got as much to lose here as we do. So we can because yeah. he feels like oh well she's got this on our heads like she can control us now because she she can reveal all this stuff um <laughs> so th- that dynamic and that that play back and forth as they're trying to like one-up each other in terms of power plays uh mm-hmm. before they start actually trying to like kill each other because it's like well clearly they're going to get me if i don't get them first like all mm-hmm. of that is fun um yeah and I, I can't really think of any other like horror movie that has really had a uh you know like a, a some type of like swerve or, or something like that where well the innocent you know, family it, turns out to not be innocent and it's this more it's, yeah. it's, it's an equal footing kind of thing yeah <laughs> yeah like um it, it's not like it, it's not really similar but in a way maybe it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of psycho 2 where um yeah you're not having similar circumstances but in that one like you do have you know norman bates uh who you know should be the bad guy does end up being a little more sympathetic because it is like you know these outside forces that are kind of messing with him and like you know trying to get him to kill versus like you know him just doing stuff uh, on his own so mm-hmm. um in, in a sense it kind of reminded me of that just because it's like oh like yeah you're rooting for you know the killer from the first movie but yeah i can't really think of like too many other movies as ha- that have had something you know like this that really flips it on its head yeah i mean you kind of root for esther because she's the lead i don't know if i'd say mm-hmm. she's ever sympathetic she's she's never like any less sure. evil than she you know always <laughs> was you know she's still a villainous character 
so it, it's, it's kind of what makes it's it more of a fine love <laughs> it's more of a black comedy in that sense because yeah there's mm. no one to root for there's no one to really get behind but it, the dynamics are so engaging because it's just these awful people trying to one-up each other and hold up a lie <laughs> of one kind or another uh mm-hmm. the, the lie happens to coexist but um i think it's really smart actually that the first movie's twist is that esther's not really a girl and she's actually a, a you know a fully grown woman who's just mm-hmm. you know looks like a child i think it's funny that the twist in this movie is not about her it's about the family around yeah. her that's mm-hmm. a really fun subversion i don't know what you could do in the third one to like shake it up again do something different but yeah. they thought of something good for this one i have to give them it like it, it really flipped yeah. the entire movie on its head and felt fresh mm-hmm. because of it I think there's like a couple of times in the movies where they actually refer to her as like a grown ass woman, which is that was funny. <laughs> yeah, because technically she's not a grown ass woman. Yeah, she's an older <laughs> ass woman, yeah. <laughs> but she's not grown <laughs> per se. Um, yeah, I never actually looked up if this was like based on like any kind of real condition, uh, or if it's just something the movie made up for, you know, the yeah, twist. That's a, yeah, that's yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, I. Like, with the first movie, I feel like, you know, that there probably are, like, conditions that do make you, like, you know, like, shorter and, and, you know, maybe stuff doesn't, like, grow as, you know, as normal as much, you know, wouldn't the average person. But, like, I, I feel like you still have, like, you know, like, older features and stuff, yeah, like, the, no, you know, in your like, face or whatever. Specifically like, the idea that it makes you look a child, uh, you know, like... Yeah. I, I I don't know if that's a real thing. It feels made up for the movie, but um, mm. yeah. So yeah, it it's uh, it's a fun time. I'm surprised. I'm surprised by how much fun I had with this one, <laughs> honestly. Because I, I I really I, me wasn't, too. <laughs> like I was surprised that I had any fun with the first one either. So mm. um, I I am kind of shocked that this is now a two for two franchise. That's uh, yeah. you know so. I don't need any more. You know, I I don't need any more. But if they want to give me another Esther adventure where she's... <laughs> if, they, if they find a way to, again, make it fun by changing how she interacts with other people, um, maybe yeah. there's a second character who's like her that team up, teams up with or something. Maybe that'd be interesting. Interesting, yeah. Um, maybe she befriends an adult who actually wants to use her in a scheme of some sort to, like, con some people or something. I don't know, <laughs> like... Oh... You yeah, know, maybe. <laughs> you know, an actual accomplice, I guess, of some kind that's, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but either way, a surprisingly decent time with this. Uh, what if they did, like, a, like, if she does, like, her version of, like, to catch a predator or something, like, where she, like, seduces <laughs> you know, these, these gross older men and then kills them? It could be something. Is that our face turn? Is that where she starts to redeem herself by like doing a service to c- capture? She's recruited by the FBI. They're like, listen, like we need you to uh, go out there and uh, uncover some of these these sick, sick people. <laughs> she becomes like an undercover agent, or maybe that's what it could be—like a, a Twenty One Jump Street kind of thing, where like she she becomes a cop, but she has to like infiltrate like an elementary school. Or something. <laughs> Yeah, she walks up and says, "How do you do, fellow kids?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they actually, minor nitpick this, but I do think the the title's kind of nonsensical. Like, orphan first kill. Like, she doesn't do her first kill in this, so the title's a lie. Yeah, because yeah, she starts off in the asylum, so we assume that 
I, I forget if they actually specifically no, say they, it they or if just kind of... Yeah, she's, okay. maybe she crime photos of the blood spatter and stuff, but she she killed the family oh, yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so... so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's a very generic sounding title as well. Mm. You know, first kill. Yeah, yeah so. it's not great. There could have been a better title. Um, I think... Uh, I don't know. Orphan Begins. <laughs> I don't know what's a what's a past tense version of orphan like uh like orf was <laughs> <laughs> orphan to be <laughs> or orphaned just orphaned orphan yeah I don't know uh, I guess like uh well you know just uh, my thing with everything is just use numbers yeah like, orphan to yeah yeah. Or it, since it's a prequel, if you want to do Orphan Zero, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, Tim, what are you going to rate Orphan First Kill? Uh, I, I, I like this quite a bit, really. I, um, any and even, you know, watching it twice within a, a rel- in a relatively uh, short span of time, I still had a lot of fun uh, watching it the second time. Um, yeah, my biggest complaints really would be just that, uh, yeah, I that dynamic shift is so fun that I really wish we got more time to play with that. Um, and you know, you don't want the movie to go too long and stuff, so I I get it, but yeah, it just seems like there's like a little bit more you could do to that, explore it, that. It says a lot that we're both saying that, and. It, it gets yeah. half the movie. It's not like it only gets 10 minutes after that. That's twist. True, it gets yeah. half the movie, and we're still saying it could have used more time on that side yeah. of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I'm going to go pretty high. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun. I think the performances were great. It's, you know, it, it's campy and over the top, but mm-hmm. I think it really uh, does that tone very well. And, you know, but I, you know, legitimately laughed at moments in the movie. Uh, you know, the, the characters got me the, um, yeah, I, it was fun, <laughs> you know, rooting for Esther. Um, so yeah, I mean, just, you know, some minor, uh, minor quibbles here and there. And, and again, like you said, yeah, the biggest complaint really is just, you know, that we wanted more of, you know, of that. Um, and, and I guess another complaint would be maybe some of the stuff feels like a little rushed, like some of the ending stuff, yeah. but, um, but yeah, no, still uh, a pretty high, um, very good score. Yeah, I think I'll go straight seven. I think uh, mm. you know, feeling a little uneven in the sense that the first half feels like it's just rehashing things up, mm-hmm. maybe a bit too much. Uh, well, after the prologue scene, anyway. Um, but mm. you know, I think that may be more interesting on a second watch, anyway. And I am pleasantly mm-hmm. surprised. And I, I think the way it flips the dynamic, it was very needed, um, and was a very fun idea, and. Although maybe the rushed ending, everything that comes after that twist is very entertaining because of it, because of the the, the change and how it plays out with it between the characters. So, mm-hmm. yeah, seven out of ten, uh, good, wow. surprisingly so. So I'm, I am, I am very shocked because yeah, I I knew I liked it, but I was like, well, surely out of principle, Pete will not enjoy this movie. <laughs> uh, yes, definitely William Brent Bell's best movie. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah so welcome welcome to the fan club so there you go uh there you go uh, i will tell you that next time uh on the show we are going to finish up at least until the new one comes out next month but we're finishing up the hellraiser franchise 
uh, with its current final entry. But of course, there's the new reboot movie coming out next month, so we'll be doing that during the October. Uh, during the October dawn, so uh, look forward to that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers. So thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bordenow, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Tradesman, and Alison M. Four days. They are Patreon producers at the the higher producer tier, but of course you can support us on a monthly basis over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as, well, you can, you can go as little as a dollar, but you get perks starting at $3, mm-hmm. uh, including bonus episodes on a monthly basis. At the $5 tier, you get even more streams as a second bonus show every month, where me and Tim just sit down and talk about all the different horror movies we've been watching, and mm-hmm. Tim usually makes me play a little quiz that he, he writes, and that <laughs> has various, uh, you know outcomes uh you get early access to shows you get bonuses for other shows that we do on male fuzz movies and male fuzz tv so go and have a look see if you're interested you can also support us on youtube by hitting the super thanks button if you want to do it that way or of course you can support us for free by liking subscribing commenting dinging the bell for notifications sharing mm-hmm. us out on twitter uh, at screams midnight on twitter um or any way you want to share is is fine sending us fan art Mm, I don't know about that. That sounds a bit dodgy. <laughs> uh, but there you go. That's the that's the show. Mm-hmm. That's my plugging done. Okay, Hope you enjoy. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time. We're out.